to acknowledge you, to recognize you, to applaud you, to praise you, to worship you in spirit and in truth. Manifest your presence and your power. Bring your peace. And we're thankful that you'll bring your prosperity. Go with us, Lord God, in the midst of our journey. Guide us in the way that you would have us to go. So I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's give God some praise. All right, all right, all right. You can be seated. This is not a sermon. It is a, it is a, it is a sermonette. All right. So this is not a sermon. It is a sermonette. Is it an, it's an abbreviated message just to kind of whet your appetite a little bit. Uh, we preach in series, so I'm, a, I'm on a series of messages entitled uh, Choosing Sides. Amen. And so we started this series yesterday on this past Sabbath, the Lord's Day. Amen. Just earmarked for him. I hope you're recognizing his day and honoring it with your lives and, and uh, coming together to glorify him. Amen. And, and I was just moving into what it means to decide to make choices that are governed by God, motivated by God, inspired by God. Amen. And so the text that we started with was Joshua, the 24th chapter, the 15th verse. In the latter part of that text, Joshua exclaims, he declares, he pronounces. But as for me and my house, amen, we will serve the Lord. Praise God. So that sounds like a definitive choice. Praise God. A definitive choice. And unfortunately, um, there are a lot of choices. I say unfortunately because they can be rather confusing to have so many choices. I remember when we had three stations. Anybody remember that? Three television stations. And then they went off at like midnight, you know? That was it. You know, and it seemed like we had plenty to watch during that era, when I was a child. Amen. Now we have over a thousand stations, and it's very difficult to find something to watch. <laughs> hmm? It seems that, like, the more options that we have, you know, the more preoccupied and distracted we can become. And in essence, it can lead to us being dissatisfied rather than satisfied. Because there is only one thing that fully fulfills and satisfies, and that's relationship in Christ. You can pursue it all. Thrills and frills, sensations are short-lived. Amen. But in Christ, we find safety, security, fulfillment, satisfaction, peace, and joy. Praise God. Now, you got to go on a journey, you got to make some choices, somebody say some choices, uh, to reach this sweet spot, praise God, and it's important that we make those choices. And so today I just want to touch on real quickly a couple things, uh, and then I'm 
going to leave it to the next installment, which will be this coming Sunday, to complete this message. Um, I'm thankful for uh, the praise and worship that's taken place thus far. Let's give God some praise for that. The energy, the effort, the investment, the preparation uh, to honor God. I hope you weren't in here judging it because it wasn't to you, it was to God. It was addressed to God. Amen. And I hope you addressed your exclamations and your praise and your worship to God as well. Amen. I think we get a little spoiled by atmosphere. Uh, Brother Mark was talking about the atmosphere. Amen. I think we get a little spoiled by the atmosphere. We probably need to go back to them days. <laughs> when no air conditioning. It's just fans. Heat hot. Amen, somebody. I believe we were a little healthier and a little more wholesome at the time. Convenience has, uh, has uh, taken us aback. And now we look for everything to be convenient. Even churches. We want churches to be user-friendly. We want churches to provide our needs. We want churches to meet our qualifications and criteria. Amen, somebody. That's why there's a lot of church hopping nowadays because we're looking for the experience whereas God is looking for folk who are willing to serve he said I didn't come uh, to be served he said I came to serve praise God and that's when you'll feel most fulfilled when you make the choice to serve in Revelation 317 the word says for you say I am rich I have prospered and I need nothing Amen. He's, he's speaking to a fallacy, and it, and it speaks to our culture, doesn't it? Our society, an affluent society that's about the acquisition of things and the pursuits of happiness. Amen. We've been indoctrinated in that mindset. And matter of fact, we are not ambitious or aggressive enough if we're not in that mode of making it happen financially and otherwise. But, but uh, this is what John the Revelator said. He said, it's a fallacy to think that that's going to bring peace and prosperity, as if you need nothing but these things. He said, not realizing. He said, this is, this is the problem. This is a fallacy, that you're not realizing that you're wretched, pitiable, poor, blind, and naked. Amen. Our president supposedly has a lot of money. Amen. And he does have a great deal of money. Amen, somebody. But when you look at him sometimes, amen, you know, and we all in this rich category, don't it kind of look wretched, pitiable, poor, blind, and naked? Amen. I'm talking about from the, from the upper echelons of society. We see folk that have it all, but still have nothing. Amen? So why go down the track that leads to nothing? Why not make a choice, join a team, take a side that leads to a quality of life that is substantive? Amen, somebody. You know, uh, the first believers made a choice 
in Acts in the first century when the rolling out of the church, the launching of the church of Jesus Christ was taking place. Jesus had gone to heaven and he sent this Holy Spirit to be a comforter and a guide. And, you know, the church began to be impactful and impressive. Matter of fact, the comments about the people, the men of God during that day was these ignorant and unlearned men are turning the world upside down. I mean, here they are. They're impressing the world with their anointing. They're impressing, impressing the world with their, their ability to, 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 to use the unction, the power of the Holy Spirit to bring healing, signs, wonders, miracles. They're impressing the world with their wisdom, their knowledge, their insight, amen, their instruction, their guidance. And they said they haven't had a formal education. They don't have a seminary degree. They don't have a theological, theological training. But, but in essence, they are impressing us with their ability to talk God. And the word says, it's because of the choices that they made. The words that they look in Acts 4.32 says, Now the full number of those who believed were of one heart and soul. And no one said that any of the things that belonged to him was his own. But they had everything in common. Amen. God is trying to be a partnership, collaboration, and community. Amen. And there's strength in it. Somebody say there's strength. There's strength in us having as the common denominator in our lives Jesus the Christ. Amen? When he's that, we come together and we collaborate. We come together and we partner. We come together and it's a team effort. We come together and we co-mingle resources. We come together and we sacrifice together for a common cause and we're better together and we can do more together than we can possibly do apart from each other. Amen. I look at this church and it's, it's been a phenomenal journey to see people come together. Amen. And buy land and build an edifice. And uh, it's a phenomenal thing to see people unify and produce on behalf of the kingdom. Because they had something in common. And that something in common they had was their belief. And the basis of that faith was they, are, they were of one heart, one mind, one soul. Amen? And that's what God is calling us to be, of one mind and one heart. A heart that's focused on Jesus. And when our hearts are focused on Jesus, it produces a product. Amen, somebody? What's the product? Radical love and sharing. In this context, in this text, rather, this scripture, it says they had everything in common. You know, a lot of times when this text is preached, it's talked about bringing resources, tithes, and offerings, and gifts, and giving, and all of that. But, but it's more so about unifying for radical love and sharing. Radical love loves your neighbor as yourself. Radical love even loves enemies. Radical love loves unconditional. Radical love gives itself away without merit or prerequisites. It just gives. Amen. It shares. And, so, and, and, and that's what the faith produces. It produces a different understanding what love is all about. Love is not about what have you done for me lately. 
Love is about giving itself away and sharing and caring and showing compassion. It's radicalized. Amen? You know, these terrorists, uh, they have these sales and these different trainings and instructions and uh, doctrines and beliefs, and people sell completely out for the cause. And they say that when this person is willing to give their life, sacrifice their life for the cause that they've developed, you know, to fight against oppression, to fight against domination, to fight against tyranny, to fight against, you know, the capitalist doctrine or whatever, the bottom line is they have become radicalized. Amen? They've been radicalized because they are willing to give their lives for something. The question is, what are you willing to give your life for? We all are giving our lives towards something, some interests, uh, some hobby, some, you know, we're making, we're investing ourselves in something. Amen? So the question is, is that investment in something that pleases God? Are we investing in something that pleases God? And are we working alongside other folk who are making the same investment? That's what happened. These folk got together. They decided we're on Christ's side and that we're going to make the same investment. We're investing our time. We're investing our treasure. We're investing our talent. We're investing our energy. We're investing our imagination, our thoughts, our thinking, praise God, our resources. We're bringing it all to the table, and we're going to work together for this radical love to be accomplished, for the world to know that it's loved and it's, uh, it's, it, 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 it's embraced by something bigger, praise God. So, so, so the unity that the, the faith brings empowers our witness. The scripture says that they'll know that we are Christians by our love. Amen? Do we really love? Amen? Or is that love conditional? Or do we really hate? You know, some folk want God to be the kind of God that hates the same people we do. Amen? There's actually factions, religious factions and cults that really birth and breed hate. And the God that they serve and uh, the teachings that they have basically says we're against these, this people group. We're against this nation. We're against this tribe. Any God that would discriminate and be prejudicial in that way is not really the God. Because the God made us all. The God loves us all. The God gave his life for us all. And it transcends race and ethnicity and culture and background, praise God. So, so we got to come out of our myopic ways and love like Christ loved, sacrifice like he sacrificed, and join the team and make the choice. Amen. We have various choices that we're making. You know, uh, I used a sports analogy last Sunday I was talking about. You know, we come into these, sometimes we inherit a team. You know, if you're from Orlando, you know, some of y'all probably like the Orlando Magic. I'm not originally from Orlando. <laughs> Amen. From Alabama, you know, your team won Saturday night. Amen, somebody. You know, you're from Miami or from uh, Los Angeles or New Orleans or, or New York or New Jersey. You know, you, got, you can inherit teams that, uh, that have to do with location or, you ha or, 
or have to do with your favorite player. So we have favorite players, you know, LeBron or some quarterback, some baseball player, amen, somebody. And it, we gravitate to the styles and the personalities and the popular personalities, and we lift them up and we pedestalize them. We're a culture of champions. We love champions. We love winners. Amen? But Christ is the one who has won for us. Christ is the one who has been victorious over it all. Christ Jesus is the one who saves and sets free. He is the one who brings us truly alive. So we can give temporary allegiance to something that is temporary. Amen? I'm only going to be able to run for fast for so long. Hussein Boat? Any in retirement mode? Any Jamaicans in the house? Any in retirement? Is he, has he retired or not? Did Hussein Boat retire? Amen. So you can only run fast for so long. You can only lift so many weights for lo so long. You can only be so strong for so long. We are deteriorating. Amen. Amen. And God wants us to put our faith in something eternal. Put our heart in something that lives forever allow ourselves to embrace something that is everlasting. Amen, somebody. God would have us to be attracted to the faith, and when we are attracted to the faith, others will be attracted to us and attracted to the God that we love and the God that we serve. Amen? But God wants us to come together in unity and not be fractured. Because if we're fractured, we'll have fruitless witness. Amen? God wants us to be faithful and fruitful and productive and energized for him. Isn't that good news? That's good news. So, you know, in this series, I'll continue to get into why God chooses us. I'll get into uh, the choices between good and evil. I'll get into uh, God chooses people for special tasks. Amen. I'll move into God's sovereign choice to love us, where it says, while we were yet in sin, he died for us, praise God. I'll get into, you know, how our choices need to be subject to the will and word of Almighty God. I'll get into, uh, you know, what are the consequences of bad choices, but at the same time, how God can work it all together for our good if we're in him. Isn't that good news? What is that saying? That's saying if you're on God's side, you can even make a mistake and God can use it for his good. You can even have some missteps and God can use it for, a good, for his good. You can even have trauma and trouble and suffering and sickness and God can use it for his good, praise God. It says all things work together for the good. Not that all things are good, but they work together for the good for those that love God. So it's all about love and it's all about making choices that make God first and foremost in our lives. Amen? That's good news. So we're going to continue with, uh, with this word. And, but I want to ask everybody to stand right now all over the house. The faith, when it's exercised, it gives strength. Amen? You know, there was a, there was a gentleman. He was trying to teach. He had several sons. And, he was, and they were at odds. They were disunified. They were in discords. They were 
arguing among each other and they refused to work together. And so he decided, you know, I need to give them an object lesson to help them understand why it's important to work together. So he took a, a bundle of sticks, you know, took a bundle of sticks, wrapped them together. He said, I want you to now try to break that bundle of sticks. Just, just try to bend them, bend it. And, and all of his sons couldn't do any harm to that bundle of sticks that were bound together. Amen, somebody. But then he took them apart and one by one they could be broken very easily. Amen. That's why community is so important because by yourself you can be broken very easily. By yourself the enemy can come against you but in Christ when we become the body, when we become the family, when we become the church of Jesus Christ we are not easily broken. Amen, somebody. We are not easily bent. We are not easily bowed by any circumstance because Christ on our side and when we work together on one another's behalf, when we love each other, it makes us strong. It gives us stamina. We're no longer bent or broken, but we are blessed and strengthened. I want to invite somebody to make a decision to to come in his name. We're about to celebrate New Year in just a few more seconds. And so we'll, you can come during this time, but we're also going to celebrate the New Year. Let's give God some praise for the New Year and his many blessings. Oh, okay. We're one minute away, huh? Okay. All right, 57 seconds. Praise God. So we'll count down in just a few moments. Amen. It's a beautiful evening. And we're thankful to God for each and every one of you all. So choose the side that's going to prosper you. Choose the side that's going to bless you. Choose the side. And Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Let's put our hands together and give God some praise. So 30 seconds. 29. 25. 24. Come on, say it with me. 22, 21, 20. Bring it down a little bit. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. I want you to, I'm going to be like the preacher, like the comedian said, I want you to greet like six, seven people. Amen. Give them a hug. Wish them Happy New Year. Amen. Let's go! 